hello there and welcome back to another episode of the Manifest Podcast. My name is Sarah Prout and I am here. I am passionate. I am committed to helping you to achieve and attract into your life all of your goals, your dreams, your wishes and your desires through the law of attraction or manifestation. And today's episode is a little bit of a different speed because (laughs) you guys know me. If you are familiar with the show, you know that I only get behind the microphone here and record intuitively. Nothing is scripted. Some days I don't know what I'm going to be speaking about until it hits me. I have to record an episode of this on this topic. And here we go. I'm ready to roll this out. So Every time that this happens, I know that it's going to land in the hearts and the minds of the right people that need to hear it. So with that being said, though, this topic can be somewhat triggering. It can give you an opportunity to do the inner work. And I also want to reiterate here, I know there's so much suspense around this about what it is, but I also want to reiterate that this is purely from my perspective and my experience. So the title, which you know by now because you've clicked on the episode, is Why I Quit Alcohol or Why I Quit Drinking Alcohol. And there is so much to unpack around this energetically, spiritually, mentally, physically of the impact that it has had on my life leading up to the decision, how long ago I made this decision, and then encouraging you to try it on for yourself, not just as a a diet, you know, like I'll do it for one week, but trying with small steps. So like I said, this is just my perspective because this is what I'm here for. I'm here to speak from my heart. I'm here to speak into your heart and your opportunities to try these fun energetic experiments and see how it impacts your manifestations. So with that being said, (laughs) let's dive in. So one of the reasons, actually a couple of reasons why I wanted to talk about this topic today is because number one, it is now officially over a year ago since I had a glass of wine, a drop of alcohol, anything remotely alcoholic. And so I'm really proud of that because (laughs) it's, it wasn't difficult and I'll get into that in a moment. But it was something that felt like it just left me. So I'll dive in and unpack that. And then secondly, yesterday I booked my flights to Australia. And if you know my story, you know that I moved to America nearly eight years ago now. And I haven't been back home to Australia. This is my first time going back to Australia as an American citizen. So it's going to be really weird to go back to Melbourne, the city that I grew up in, the city that I you know, gave birth to two of my children in, and then go up to Queensland to visit my mom. So my dad's in Melbourne and my mom's in Queensland. And so I'm splitting my time between the two places. And I want to catch up with some friends while I'm there. It's a really short trip. So I'm going to try and do the best I can with what I have. And in Australia, there's a real, um, I mean, it's it's no different really in America, but in Australia, it is a drinking culture. In the uh, one of the suburbs that I grew up in, in inner city Melbourne called Fitzroy, it is the smallest suburb in the state, and yet it has the most amount of pubs and bars. So on nearly every corner, there's a pub and there's a bar. And so I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be a very social time. And I have purposefully not been as social in recent years, 
actually that's not true. <laughs> not intentionally. I mean, there was the pandemic. So that kind of shut that down as an option for a little while, but then it opened back up again. And so with my trip to Australia, it's confronting thinking what old me habits are going to conflict with new me habits. How will I have those choice points to keep choosing this path? If that makes sense. Now, I also want to take a moment here to honor the path of the person that quits drinking because there is no one size fits all approach to this. And I do understand, and I don't take it lightly that there are people that struggle with alcoholism. I have had many loved ones uh, in my life that have struggled with alcoholism and they've chosen to do a 12 step program and that's worked for them. Um, for me, I didn't choose to work a program or anything like that. And I also don't or didn't identify as having a drinking problem. I would never be one to overindulge. Um, but that, with that being said, again, this isn't judgment if you enjoy a glass of wine every single night. This, you know, we all go through different seasons in our lives. I don't want to make you feel wrong if you do enjoy alcohol because joy is the key, right? Joy is the key to unlocking the law of attraction. This is just my perspective. So my Australian trip, it's kind of that's the reason why I wanted to show up today and share some of the insights and unpack some of the ways in which quitting alcohol has definitely improved my life, my mind, <laughs> my outlook on life. And then a few key observations around that as well. So just over a year ago, Sean and I went on this incredible luxury yacht and we sailed through the Mediterranean. It was uh, it was a really carefully curated group of people, some best-selling authors, people like Dr. John Gray, who wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, uh, members of the Transformational Leadership Council. It was it was such an incredible time on the yacht. And we traveled to, we sailed from France to Italy to Monte Carlo. And there was a lot of alcohol consumed on that boat every mealtime, there was the offering of wine. And during that time, I drank more than I think I usually do, right? And it didn't affect me because I do have a key suspicion that there are different pesticides or preservatives that are put in European wine versus American wine. So I just, I witnessed that I felt more confident talking to strangers, making connections after I was a few glasses of wine in. And it's confronting because I don't want to rely on anything to make me feel more comfortable or confident. And so that was really confronting to think, can I, can I socialize and not drink? And I remember a couple of years ago I did, you might remember, I did the 75 hard program uh, that was created by Andy Frisella. And during that 75 days, I was working out twice a day at 45 minutes each time. So that's 90 minutes a day. And I had to stick to a specific way of eating and there was no alcohol. And I remember feeling the glimpse of what that would look like. And we went out with some friends for dinner and they ordered cocktails and I sat there and didn't join in. And I witnessed the discomfort within myself of, oh, I, I should be drinking. I should, you know, there's more free flowing conversation. We're less inhibited you know, and of course, a lot of dangerous situations can escalate when you have too much alcohol and you get sick and you throw up and all of those things that I went through in like my late teens and 20s and, you know, early 30s. Um, and so it really, 
after the cruise and witnessing the volume and the the alcohol bills that you know we were being presented with every time we'd sit down for dinner, uh, you know that's a bigger bill because you have alcohol. I really examined whether it is contributing to my well-being or whether it's contaminating my spiritual growth. And I'd read Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Now, this is where it gets a little bit controversial. So if you've never heard of this book before, Outwitting the Devil, uh, I will post a link in the show description of this episode if you want to go and check that book out. Listen to it, read it, read it over and over again, because there are key insights in that book to show you how... There are opposing forces (laughs) in life that want you not to succeed, that want to stunt your growth emotionally, spiritually, physically, because there are people out there, the higher ups that profit from this. I'm not going to get into some deep, (laughs) deep rabbit hole with you here, but let's just say, read that book. And so the idea of the book, which was suppressed, by the way, for 70 years before it was published, because uh, Napoleon Hill didn't want to create a situation where he would be judged or it would sabotage his income or impact the reputation of his family. And so it's a fictitious or not so fictitious conversation between Napoleon Hill and the devil, who is this witty, charming man who presents himself somewhat of a narcissist, of course, and reveals his secrets of how he gets into the hearts and the minds unwittingly of strong-willed, strong-faithed people and these ways in which uh, it operates and stops them from growing to their full potential. And one of the things that he identified in the book was alcohol. And so it's really interesting if you watch TV shows, which many of you do, (laughs) now you won't be able to unsee it in a moment. Just remember that. So if you want to skip forward and you don't want to have something that you won't be able to unsee, skip forward. But in Netflix, what I've noticed is that nearly every single TV show has a scene where people are sharing drinks. Now, of course, there's a social element. There's a camaraderie, a kinship that happens around alcohol. It's sacred. I mean, in church, drinking holy wine, all of that kind of stuff. But really examine the why, what it does to your brain. I mean, scientifically, we know it kills brain cells. It makes makes you age faster. That was one of the contributing factors for me, by the way, because I had had and been diagnosed with skin cancer. And so I wasn't wanting to add extra things to my system that could overload it to create more skin cancers. So I really thought, okay, I just want to, and that's my perspective, by the way, remember, don't, (laughs) don't send me messages, please. Um, I'm completely owning that this is my information, my perspective. Uh, So with the, the Netflix and, and watching, and it's like a, of course, not kids shows, but most TV shows have alcohol nearly in every single episode, every single episode. And so that to me was fascinating thinking how it is woven into society. Why is it? And so I thought, well, what if it's like a liquid form of how you lower your vibration? Because we know that everything is energy and we know that food is medicine. And of course, there's some alcohol that can be quite medicinal, like a whiskey if you've got a sore throat. But What if it is a way to keep us stuck, to keep us numb? Because what I do know from my experience studying psychology is that addictions form when emotions aren't processed. And so that's a a big idea right there. I just heard myself say it. Addictions form when emotions aren't processed. And so 
we numb ourselves. We push our emotions down or try to forget about it, drown your sorrows, right? And so for me, it was confronting going out socially and not drinking, going out to dinner or date night with my husband and not ordering a cocktail. And what I've witnessed in terms of my mindset, my memory sharper, I have more attention to detail. It is a radical difference of how I felt before. My skin's changed, my hair's stronger. So there are lots of benefits to quitting alcohol and just also leading by example for my kids because, you know, I've had my fair share of really bad arguments with my spouse, my first husband and my second husband when I have been under the influence because it blurs the energy. It blurs your intuitive faculties. And there are so many people out there that I admire that don't touch alcohol because they know that it impacts their ability to be a high performer. Now, there are some people that they're fine with it, no problems whatsoever, and they can have a glass of wine and relax. And they can truly appreciate the artistry of making wines. In fact, there was a winemaker on the cruise that we got to meet and sample some of their incredible, incredible products. And I don't believe that there's anything wrong with that. What I do believe gets a little bit problematic is when we begin to hide our true feelings or we hide behind the alcohol as a way to build confidence because that's not building true authentic relationships because you can't be tiddly <laughs> pissed as a fart or three sheets to the wind <laughs> you know all of the euphemisms that come with alcohol um you can't be inebriated to truly connect with somebody. And a lot of relationships are formed. A lot of romantic relationships are formed and brought together because of alcohol. But what if they weren't? Would that improve the quality of relationships that you experience in your life? So let's just take a pause for that, from that for a moment. And I will read you a message from today's podcast sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. And one thing that I absolutely love about this company is that they seem to have figure out, figured out the age-old question, how do I pair my eyewear with my outfit? So what I love about these incredible base frames is that you can express yourself in so many different ways with what they call top frames that are these magnetic magnetic top frames that just change your look in just a simple snap. So how do your glasses add joy to your day? So these are also really budget friendly as well because Pear is all about not compromising on style. In fact, it highly encourage it, encourages it. So there are hundreds, and I mean hundreds, of budget friendly frames and magnetic top frames and styles to choose from, starting from just $60, which include the prescription. So with frames designed for men and women and kids, in fact, the whole family, you can customize everyone's look. So as I mentioned, you can match your outfit and support your home team, or you can make it a really fun experience in unlocking that creative expression within yourself. So what I love about Pear is that beyond helping you craft a style that's simply yours, Pear wants to do some good in the world. So for every pair that you buy, Pear provides glasses and vision care to a child in need, which is why I absolutely love 
partnering with this incredible brand. So go to pairiwear.com slash manifest for 15% off your first pair. That's pair, P-A-I-R, iwear.com slash manifest. So you might be wondering, well, how, Sarah, how did you quit alcohol? Because sometimes our minds begin to self-sabotage. I've done this before with things like chocolate or getting rid of wheat in my diet and kicking the gluten. But alcohol was something that just, it was time to leave me. In fact, I didn't even miss it. I don't miss it. And, and I think that that's the measure of when you're truly ready to release the things that no longer serve you. So you could take this episode today and you could go, well, Sarah, I'm not going to ever quit alcohol. And that's perfectly fine. That's your prerogative. You can do whatever you want to do, right? I'm not telling you what to do. But I'm encouraging you to explore the things that you can just naturally allow to fall away that do not contribute to your overall well-being. And I mean, it's budget friendly, alcohol and, and, you know, when you go out to dinner and you have a $16, $17 cocktail, I don't know, it depends on where you are, I guess. Um, Does it contribute to you or does it make you feel gross? And I remember going out over the years and in more recent years as well, having a few glasses of wine or going to dinner and feeling like I had to order alcohol. And then I'd go to the bathroom and I'd be thinking to myself, I'd look in the mirror and I'd see almost my face change as I'd have a couple of glasses of wine or a couple of cocktails. And I'd think, I'm not relaxed. I actually feel sick. I feel like it's something foreign that's in my system, you know, something that needs to come out. And then I realized that I don't really enjoy it. I don't enjoy the taste. I don't enjoy the impact. And then I don't feel good the next day. I don't sleep well, that's for sure. And I would much prefer to prioritize sleep over drinking booze. And so what it has shown me is that it's also a reflection of where other people are at with their judgment. Because I remember when I used to enjoy going out drinking and there was someone that says, oh, I, sorry, I don't drink. And I don't know why I'm saying that tone, but most of the time they'd say, oh, sorry, we don't drink or I don't drink. You'd assume that it's for two reasons. They're either religious or they have a problem and that's why they don't drink. And that doesn't have to be the case. It's our own judgments. And I remember my mom said once, and love your mom if you're listening, but she always said to be very suspicious of somebody that doesn't drink alcohol because they've got a problem. And I I took that as a belief, which kind of hindered my progress in um, not quitting sooner. And when I say quit, it's like just eliminate something from my intake, which wasn't serving me. I mean, a few years ago, I don't, I mean, I don't know why. I wouldn't record a podcast episode on this, but I took away um, toxic forms of makeup. So I don't use, you know, commercial products anymore. I use a lot of organic, clean, vegan ingredients in the products that I choose to use on my skin, my hair, body wash, that kind of stuff. Same with the um, products that I use in my home. I use a lot of organic sprays and I stay away from the heavy chemicals because it has a proven impact on your health and well-being. And I want to do as much as I can to, you know, be vibrant, to feel okay, to do the work and fulfill the mission that I've been here to, to create in the world, which is to share how to manifest your goals, dreams, wishes, and desires, and also how to connect with the universe, which is interesting because I was thinking about this before I recorded the episode when I was in the shower before, and 
the 12 step program, and I, I don't know much about it. I know many people that have been through it, both alcoholic, Alcoholics Anonymous, Narconon, Al-Anon. And one of the steps is to connect with a higher power. And I believe that is pretty much what I do in my work with my brand, Dear Universe, is to encourage people to develop that connection with their higher self, with the universe, with the field of infinite potential. And we can't do that if we're cloudy. You got to have clarity because without clarity, you can't move forward. So this is why I believe a lot of people feel stuck in their lives because they're not truly willing to look at the things that they're taking in. And I'm not perfect by any means or stretch of the imagination, right? I could, like, I might not drink, but, um, you know, I eat fries and all sorts of junk, you know, not all the time. Most of the time I'm pretty clean with my diet, but I enjoy treats. Of course I do. I'm human. (laughs) It's so funny. I, I went out with my, my son the other day, He's preparing to move to California, which is really exciting for him. And it's such a a luxury and a joy to be able to spend just time with Thomas because I've got the other three kids. And so Thomas and I were walking from our Airbnb here in Vegas over to a restaurant that we went to and then to Starbucks. And he said, hey, mom, do you want a coffee? And I said, oh, I don't know, Thomas, it's after three o'clock. I don't think I can do a coffee. And he's like, what happened to you, mom? You used to be so fun. (laughs) But... It's true. I don't want to sacrifice my sleep. Sleep is so sacred to me. It's where my intuition refuels. It's where my creativity refuels. My imagination takes over. And I don't want to do anything that's going to impact that. And so there's this beautiful opportunity to examine the things in your life that you tolerate that are just filling gaps or acting as a bolster for emotions that you're sweeping under the rug. What do you do on a consistent basis that is not contributing to your overall well-being? And that's a confronting question for a lot of people. It can be like, oh, well, I'm never going to listen to this damn podcast again. Sarah Prout's like, she's just annoying. She's telling me these things. She's encouraging me to self-reflect and figure out what's good for me. Sometimes we don't want to hear the things that are good for us because it's painful. But the only people that can do the heavy lifting, that can do the work is ourselves. So when we do that audit, when we declutter our inner environment, there is so much spaciousness that's created to manifest at a higher level. That's what we're here for. That's why you are listening to this podcast right now at this specific point in time. Now, like I said, I'm not encouraging you to say, well, I'm going to quit alcohol. It's going to be great for me. It will be (laughs) if you do, but it would also be great for you if you switched out uh, organic products and it doesn't have to break the bank. That's the thing. Like this is all about cultivating that abundance mindset while keeping the awareness of what you can do in your life to make it better. So that's it from me for today. Thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. Click the share button, click the like button, click the five-star review button if you would be so kind. And until next time, happy manifesting.